Hey there. Welcome to the Off5. Are you still watching The Office? Oh, it sounds weird to say it. <laughs> sound I like, like it. Okay. Are you still watching? We're trying a new tagline. Are you still watching The Office US? In parentheses. Courtesy of everyone that listens to this podcast, Netflix binging experience that they've had. My name's Nathan. I'm Addie. And today we're talking about season two, episode two, sexual harassment. Guess when it came out? 2005. 2000. September 27th. 2015 is what I wrote down, but you're correct with the 2005 <laughs> you said. 2005. And there are a lot of pop culture references in this episode that were from 2005. <laughs> That's true. I mean, right you are. BFF. Was that BFF was invented in 2005? Yeah, that was the year. Yeah, it was when the first necklace came out. Remember that commercial? It was like, who are you texting? Oh my God, Jill, my BFF. No. <laughs> Never mind that. <laughs> uh, was, who is your BFF? In 2005? Yeah. Um, I didn't have one. Me either. You didn't meet James yet? Maybe at the end of that year. <laughs> <laughs> I met my friend. Actually, yeah, I was probably friends with Laura. Okay. BFF, who I just went to a concert with and who is an avid listener of the All Five. What's up, Laura? Shout out to Laura. BFF stands for best friends forever. I like to say BFF because it's shorter and it saves time. Yeah. From when, because to say it saves actually less time. It's like F and C double time front and center. Remember that? F and C. F and C double time. Do I have to bleep that? Oh, no, 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 no. That is not what I'm saying. Oh. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> Sexual Harassment is the second episode of the season series of the American comedy television series The Office and the show's eighth episode overall. I'm reading this off Wikipedia. The episode was written by BJ Novak and directed by Ken Quapis. Oh, Ken Quapis coming back. We know him. From first couple episodes. The episode first aired in the United States on September 27, 2005 on NBC. Sexual Harassment introduced the character of Todd Packer. Played by David Koechner, who would become a recurring character on the series. Hey, who has two thumbs? And hates Todd Packer. Me. Who has two thumbs, though? Everybody. Mostly everyone. Yeah, pretty much everyone. The series depicts the everyday lives of the office employees in the Scranton, Pennsylvania branch of the fictional Dunder Mifflin Paper Company. We got it, Wikipedia. We know the office. In this episode, Michael Scott is concerned when he believes Dunder Mifflin is targeting him for sexual harassment training. Meanwhile, Pam Beasley anxiously awaits the arrival of her mother. <laughs> That's a subplot. And Michael's obnoxious friend, Todd Packer, spends the day in the office. So, let's go straight into our first segment. If you Finer don't know this... Things Club. You, yeah. you should know this by now. Yeah, you should know. If you don't know it by now, you will never, ever, ever know it. Ooh... Yeah, in this podcast, if you haven't heard it before, we like to have a conversation about the episode, and that begins right now. So, what I really liked, I thought was hilarious, was um, Stanley's daughter's photo. <laughs> oh, my God. And, okay, so before I go into, I, I thought that was hilarious, but why do we think that this is funny? Because there's a lot of parts in this episode where i'm like why am i laughing at this this isn't actually funny especially in the times that we are right now 2018 yeah and we've got some serious um sexual harassment going on 
and we've got a lot of people coming forward with sexual harassment stories. I think this episode is even more relevant than it was maybe in 2005. Sure. And so I think for me, the the whole time I'm watching this episode, I'm thinking internally, there's, there's two people talking to me and they're like, why do you think this is funny, Addie? I'm like, I don't know, because maybe it's... Uh, it's, it's exactly what we're trying to figure out in this podcast. Why do we think The Office is funny? Why do we like it so much? Mm-hmm. And I think that part of the reason, especially in this episode, is that it makes these like everyday experiences, it brings them to the forefront and like it allows you to see the humor in them. Yeah. And in a way, even though even though society has moved on from this kind of thing being acceptable it's already not acceptable in this episode and we're like there for a transition in a way yeah i mean i see that but i don't think that we've moved on at all i think we've moved yeah i think we've moved backwards i mean we have people we have these like examples of people in power who i'm not naming any names but it's like we have these people who have these allegations against them mm-hmm. and we don't have any repercussions you know and it's getting to the point where it's like it's just so tiring you know well and, the people that have allegations against them a lot of times do have pretty serious repercussions by now but a lot of those people were still doing it back at this time 2005 and they now just it's just learn. being publicized well and like this has been a thing to do like the the trainings and stuff like that but the standards have shifted a lot. Yeah, and I think the training is a good um, good thing to talk about. Because the video? It, or, yeah. the, or Toby's that we don't get to see. <laughs> the video, especially, because everybody kind of makes a joke of it, and it just isn't taken seriously. And I think that that is why I do like this episode, is because you see, like, the human part of, you know, we have this video was just a stupid example of like Mm -hmm. what actually is sexual harassment oh asking someone if they're a natural redhead when in reality like there's way worse sexual harassment going on from michael scott i I hate to be naive but did they make that up i know what they're implying in the video but i never heard that (laughs) subtle a bet oh you a natural redhead like i just feel like that isn't really like like, no one would actually say that. Yeah. And if they would, it would just be kind of like, okay, like, now I get my hair dyed or like... Yeah, <laughs> well, settle a bet. Do you dye your hair? Yeah, exactly. Like... No. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to get drinks? Like, <laughs> like, and there is crossing the line. That's you cross the line right there. It's like, can you ask people to get their hair dyed? Sure. Can you ask people if they're wearing a toupee? You betcha. Yeah. <laughs> can you ask people if they're like... Trying to wear a uh, um, Spanx, even though even though they're a fat man. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we're opening all the doors. <laughs> uh, you're just the authority on what is sexual. Fra- what? Where's the line, Nathan? Do you see the video again? <laughs> I, I just explained. <laughs> you're talking the whole time. No, um, yeah. So that's the elephant in the room: is that sexual harassment is now even more of a thing than during this episode. And does that make this episode dated or ahead of its time? I think it just makes it 
I don't think either. I don't think it makes it dated because it's definitely more relevant. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it makes it ahead of its time because I think the way that it's approached, like if it was approached in that way today, I don't think that it would be accessible or I don't think it would be critically. It's not like acclaimed. Yeah, Yeah, it's not like, like, mm -hmm. oh, it's It's not like, oh, they're above and beyond. Like, I think it's just kind of taking everyday experiences and saying, you know, I mean, what I wrote down um, for this episode is just, like, all the excuses that Michael Scott comes up with Mm -hmm. that, like, is, like, I'm not sexually harassing anyone. And it's, like, that's classic. Like, people use these excuses, you know? Like, oh, I'm the boss. Or, like, I don't know. Well, it's it's interesting because in this episode, Michael Scott doesn't really sexually harass people that much. He just is being inappropriate and making people uncomfortable. And he's actually sexually harassed people more in other episodes than this one. But in this one, they're like, make it clear. It's like, he's just being inappropriate and making, he's saying things you shouldn't say in the office for actual reasons that are not sexual harassment and not even ones that necessarily will offend that many people other than Angela. Just like, it's not something you should do there. It's the same reason why, like, if you talked about, I don't know, like your bowel movements in a bunch of detail, that wouldn't be sexually harassing anybody, but it's still not a good thing to do at the office. Todd Packer, on the other hand, is he's over the line, I'd say. Yeah, he is over the line. But I also think that Michael Scott is in charge. And so he sets the tone for the rest of the office. Yes. And so him allowing people to say those things, namely Todd Packer or Kevin or whoever it is. Yeah, it like, allows Kevin. Yeah, he's allowing that to happen because of the tone that he set by sending these emails and like saying that like saying these jokes and like not taking these things seriously and so um he's setting the tone for that and making excuses for it and thinks it's funny and so that is where the blame lies all right anything else for (laughs) finer things club (laughs) all the stuff we love about the office (laughs) Okay, well, I I also love James P. Albini. (laughs) I love James P. Albini as well. He uh, specializes in free speech issues, motorcycle, head injuries, workers' comp, and diet pill lawsuits. Am I right? Yeah, and I also just want to say a shout out. Thank you for um, sponsoring this episode. James P. Albini. (laughs) You can call him when you have a head injury. (laughs) Just pick up the phone. It's that thing over there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's... I really like when Michael's singing Forward It Like It's Hot. Forward It Like It's Hot. And then he says it's old school. It came out in 2004. <laughs> not, yeah. Not so old. There's a lot of pop culture references. Like the Friends. Friends. Um, Michael Jackson and Priests. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's kind of evergreen until he died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For a couple more years there. Uh, William Hung. You don't see him yeah. mentioned a lot these no, days. No, you don't. You don't. But I listened to his album on Spotify. You did? Yeah, and it's not good. <laughs> he has three albums on I there. was going to say, I, I need to listen to that. Just kidding. This is what makes me jealous about William Hung, though. He gets a reference on here, a big William Hung reference. And then also... He gets a little spot as William Hung in the Hung Jury on Arrested Development. Plus, in addition, he was on American Idol. 
Yeah, he's had a really good career. Yeah, it's great. In, in 2007. Like, yeah, it gives us some hope. Yeah, one of his albums is called In Separation. In Separation? It's called, I don't know, something like that. It's like <laughs> Dare to Dream. <laughs> William Hung. Oh, W-L. And, but he had like a Christmas album called A Very Hung Christmas. <laughs> which still sounds kind of, I think, uh, over the line, you know. It is over the line. <laughs> Every uh, artist has a Christmas album, and they all suck. Yeah. Except for John Denver. Except for she and, and the him. Muppets. She and him, yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Actually, yeah. <laughs> I like that. It's really the best. Anyway. Another one of my favorite things was when Michael's saying to the entire office that Toby's going to give a sexual harassment thing, and it's going to be boring, or what, all that stuff, and then Toby just goes, yeah, okay, and then like goes <laughs> into the facts. I like... Uh, Oh, Dwight's questions to Toby. Yep. He's obviously a virgin, or he only did it in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> or he didn't have the proper communication. It's all about communication. Yeah. <laughs> and also knowing where the clitoris is. <laughs> so, I also, one of my favorite things of the episode is when Michael's talking about what they're going to lose if they have sexual harassment training. And then Angela says... Email forwards and he goes, Yes, yes. And blows her kisses. Exactly. <laughs> like, thank you. And then she's like, I hate them. <laughs> this is what's at stake. Yeah. The lobster and crab joke. I was like, That's your excuse? You want to keep telling those jokes, those horrible jokes? Come yeah, they, on, they man. keep doing that. It's like really hacky jokes. Yeah. Hackneyed, I guess, is the adjective. Yeah. What do you think about? Okay, let's move on to. Um, I guess we should move on to characters. I wrote down one of my notes was backward candy. Does that make any sense to you? Backward candy. <laughs> no. <laughs> Mine says one thing I can't figure out that I wrote down. It says, which one is Jim? He's the floppy hair <laughs> fella. <laughs> Tall guy. Sits by Pam. I don't know why. I don't know why I wrote that. I know who Jim is. Yeah. He's, He's been not- in the show before, actually. <laughs> but you know what hasn't been in the show before? That's what she said. This is the first time that we hear that's what she said. That is right. And I think that if I heard that joke, like, just out in the air, I don't think I would like it. But because I know it has something to do with the office, I love it. (laughs) Yeah. Here. Cool. Yeah, I think, um, was that the first time you ever heard that joke was from the office? I think so, yeah. Can we do some trivia real quick? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Sexual Harassment is written by BJ Novak. And he did direct the first two episodes. I was right when I said that. (laughs) I don't read these in advance. Um, The inspiration for the episode was the NBC sexual harassment seminar that the cast and crew had to attend before the series began. Oh, interesting. Having both worked in office environments prior to filming The Office, Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey both noted that on the days of sexual harassment seminars, they would be harassed by their coworkers as a joke. So that was added to the script. Sexual harassment introduces Michael's catchphrase, That's what she said which writer B.J. Novak says was something he heard repeated in college. And the what has two thumbs and blank, this guy joke also comes from Novak's days in college. I mostly associated that with scrubs or something. That's what she said? No, the what is who has two thumbs. And, oh, yeah. Or I don't know. And then it says that the good majority of Dwight's exchange with Toby about female anatomy was improvised. That was such a good That scene. makes it even better, huh? Yeah. That was really that was really funny. I liked how Toby ended that with, 
I'm just disappointed that public schools failed him. And it's like, I mean, yeah, but like, wasn't imagine. He by, like, <laughs> yeah. Wasn't he homeschooled? Right. They really failed him. Yeah. And imagine like going through the public school system, never getting like that education. And then all of a sudden you're working in a um, paper company and you have to ask your HR rep. <laughs> because Toby did say, if you have any questions. Yeah. Does that scene where he's asking questions to Toby remind you of another scene? Yeah, but what is it? There's two characters asking Toby questions. When Dwight and Angela are both there asking about about how gay sex works. Oh. How do they decide which penis opens to envelop the oh other? Oh my god, I forgot about that. I think maybe I blocked that out. <laughs> Good call. Ah. I can't wait till that comes up. Yep. Uh, and then we're going to be like, remember? Do you remember back? Remember sexual harassment? <laughs> can't forget. Uh, the episode had an adult warning because... Oh, boner? Yeah, Novak wanted them to say boner. And because he didn't think the replacement, Schwing, had the same redemptive... <laughs> <laughs> the same redemption for Michael at the end. And I can't imagine it would. No. And also how it would even fit in there. Yeah. You know what I am worried about? <laughs> and then they're like he learned something today <laughs> it is funny because it's like the what he says isn't a joke no he's like trying to be like this is like his big sincere moment yeah he's really trying to like not sexually harass phyllis by sexually harassing her yeah and schwing is from wayne's world so it would be like you can't say that in all seriousness yeah party wayne's on world. wayne wayne's world Okay, and the last trivia is that obviously Pam's mom is this totally other lady. Not the lady that will be there later. What do you think about Pam's mom? I thought she seemed all right. She didn't really seem like Pam's mom, though. I think it might be because I know the other Pam's mom, the one that Michael dates. Yeah. but Which do you um, prefer? I like the, um, the newer one. Yeah, how could you not? Yeah. This one... She seemed too skinny and young. Yeah, you're saying a skinny lady couldn't give birth to Pam. <laughs> That's sexual harassment right there. <laughs> That's over the line. That's over the line, yeah. Where's the line? Yeah. I need to watch the no, video No, she does again. seem too young, though. Yeah. Um, but she, the actress was born in 1958. It's like, is that Pam's sister? Is what I'd say if she were there <laughs> to give her a compliment. Yeah. What, did I'm... Pam's sister just walk in? And then she'd be like, oh, you. And then I'd be like, should I... <laughs> Crank up some oldies. Should I grab some jelly beans from your desk? Yeah. <laughs> but I do really like um, that moment when she says, which one is Jim? Yes. Because it's such a redeeming moment for Jim. Like, because he overhears it. And, you know, Roy comes in right before and says, what kind of music do you want to... Oh, hey, handsome. What kind of music do you want to do? And yeah. so... What do you think Pam was telling her mom about Jim that made her ask in that way, like the whispery way? I think... She didn't just go, hey, where's Jim, your friend? She was like, and where's Jim? Well, I think that Pam is probably at this point trying to decide who she wants to be with. Mm -hmm. And I think her mom is a big influence on that. So she probably tells her mom everything that... I don't know. Do you think she told her mom about the Chili's kiss? I don't know, but you know she like calls her mom right after 
the thing way oh, later. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and, mm-hmm. and it's not like she has to explain who Jim is, like, obviously. I don't know, Mom. I don't know what to do. I think do. I do. Yeah. And I think her mom probably knows, too, but is yeah. trying to be supportive. Yeah, because it's not really Mom's place to be like, you got to ditch that zero and get with the hero. Yeah. You got to ditch that wimp and get with Jimp. Yeah. Because <laughs> she's bad at fun work like that. <laughs> it's rhyme work. But, like, I mean, I think that her mom probably knows that Roy is kind of a, you know, he's just he's just putting on a show for her. He's not really that much of a gentleman. Yeah. Let's go straight into character so we can talk about that. Okay. Because I agree. Roy puts on his little sweater. He was just earlier in the episode making crude jokes, and now he's like, I'm the good boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well... I guess in a way I can kind of identify with it because I'm like a terrible person that likes to look good in front of like strangers, but that's Roy too. <laughs> <laughs> I can't can't condone Pam being with someone like that. Yeah, I mean she'll figure it out in the end. Well, would you stuff. date someone that was like just as nice in person as they are with your parents? <laughs> You'd want them to be a little bit exaggerated nice, right? Yeah, I mean yeah. I don't know. The first time that my mom met my boyfriend she said wow he is a nice sweater and, and he and, did yeah. he he had like a sweater he got straight from peru so. yes he, he asked her if she wanted little oldies little <laughs> r&b or whatever in the car there no salsa salsa <laughs> do you like salsa nancy how hot how hot do you like your salsa <laughs> what the Picante. no 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 you're okay you need to watch the video again Where's the line? <laughs> I forgot. Okay. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the the Pam's mom got replaced because of yeah. scheduling conflicts, not because she was too young, which is what oh. I always thought. Oh. I always thought they got like a bad person. Yeah. They were like, well, we'll just get this girl. Let's <laughs> we'll uh, get a better person next really time because because this time she needs to actually say more things. Yeah. But well, no, no, we're not going to disparage that old Pam's mom. Old Pam's mom because old she, Pammy. she <laughs> don't call her old Pammy. <laughs> <laughs> um anyway well so let's that's roy roy makes the you know like kind of an inappropriate joke by saying boys are us and like trying but he's not as homophobic as the next guy we can talk about mr daryl daryl Let, letting us down a little bit yeah he really was but i thought it was interesting to see that power dynamic shift when michael goes out there you know he thinks he's the boss he can make jokes about anyone he wants he goes out there expecting to get some you know material for Mm -hmm. later on and is immediately shot down and made fun of and interesting how you have like this power dynamic of the warehouse guys calling him queer when he was he was disparaging a lot of women earlier and apparently queer is not good either you can't be a woman or queer Mm, yeah that's he does get that flipped on him a little bit, I guess. But it's also like his fundamental misunderstanding about what people think is funny, which is they like stuff in the moment with some creativity, I guess. Not in this case, but they, they don't like people don't tell jokes like the ones he's forwarding around or telling. Nobody likes jokes like that. Nobody. He I don't likes, even know who's writing them. He likes knock knock jokes, but a little better. Yeah, better than knock knock joke. But, like, his Lady of the Evening Crab's Lobster joke this is also is like, not a good joke. Yeah. Nobody likes that. People like people that are funny in the moment. He's not witty enough. 
But neither are the warehouse guys. They're not witty. But they're not pretending to be witty. Yeah. So he's like making fun of his pants. Mm-hmm. And then they riff on that theme to make fun of his thing. <laughs> Which we've seen the his end package. of, but not the... <laughs> The beginning of right now we haven't seen any of it. Okay, well, I mean we I mean we saw a lot of it coming around the corner, <laughs> but no, yeah, I don't know. That's not a very good joke either. Yeah, and it's it's like the um, well anyway. I don't, I have more to say about that, but I'm gonna save it because I have okay. another cliffhanger. Okay, I love cliffhangers. Good because I never love to be know a part when of one I'm someday. <laughs> <laughs> I never know when I'm falling off the cliff. <laughs> Uh, what other characters? Todd uh, Packer's introduced for the first time. Let's talk about this. TP. Um, he's got a DUI. He's not funny. He did two twins at once, though. So, <laughs> mixed bag. <laughs> <laughs> he's bald. He's bald. So, they really wanted David Keckner for that w- role, and they said they waited for him. But his voice was in the first season, right? Yeah. It was. It was phone for the elevator in the mine shaft. No, that was Creed. No, when he's talking. Oh, it was as Todd Packer. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because he's the on the road salesman, supposedly. Yeah, which doesn't really make a lot of sense. No, but because like like they have a lot of regions. Is Mm -hmm. he going to other regions? Like he doesn't. He barely comes to the office. It doesn't really make sense. No, but it fits with the. The fact that he's not there all the time, which I'm glad that he's not, because I think that he disrupts the vibe of right. the office. And like I said last time he was on there, he he disrupts the vibe, but he also shows how people in the office are better than him and that people in the office actually don't like him. Like Jim says it, but Pam clearly doesn't like him either. Yeah. And he's a, yeah. So he's a good like measure of how bad it could be. Yeah. He's worse than the worse over the line video yeah he's worse than worse yeah and not funny so i guess this is like an existential question but if someone's being that not funny is it still funny if it's on the office because with michael i think it is with him i think it's not there's like nothing really there like i think it's funny when he's being cocky and jim or pam is taking him taking him down over his dui or whatever but, like, when he's trying to do things, they can't do too many of those scenes because they don't want people genuinely laughing at them. Yeah, I think that like, oh, great he's joke. only there as, like, a litmus test of, like, the other characters. Like, he's not funny on his own, but the reactions of the other characters is what's funny and endearing. Yeah. He's necessary in this one mm-hmm. to show that, like, Michael's bad, but he's on a spectrum and he could go either way. He's like on a tipping point and this episode is whether or not he's going to be inappropriate and he might be inappropriate accidentally a lot. But this is like the tipping point of whether he has to choose whether he's going to be offensive on purpose, like the warehouse people, like how he's been in the past, honestly, or how Todd Packer is all the time, or whether he's going to try to be the best person and still mess up, which is like endearing. Yeah. So... I don't really like him, but I'm interested to see how much I hate him in the other episodes. Because you're right. He's necessary in this one. Yeah. We'll see if he's necessary later on. He's not in the show a lot. No. He, he comes back quite a bit in season eight, I think. Like, oh, like okay. for a lot when they go to Florida. 
to Tallahassee. Oh yeah. But but other than that, he's he's pretty pretty spotty. Um, let's see. We already talked. Do you think Dwight is a virgin? No, I don't think so. Could be. Could be. But I feel like later on, it's it's like he has a lot of experience. Do you think he's using this information session because he's already started to date Angela? Yes. And he needs to bone up? Yes. I think so because, <laughs> I mean, when we go later on, we're going to see that the relationship has been going on a lot longer than you might think, mm-hmm. right? But it wasn't going on before. Before. Oh, yeah. Before. like Definitely when not they in were, season one. Yeah. So it's pretty recent. And so it would make sense with the timeline that it's about Angela. Mm-hmm. They just started talking or something. Yeah. Okay. You mentioned the Stanley's daughter thing. Ooh. It feels like he should be more mad about that. I'm taking it down. <laughs> but that was really funny. <laughs> yeah. And it turns him on. It's a centerfold. It's it's a Catholic schoolgirl. It's looking good. <sighs> That's my daughter. I'm taking it down. <laughs> she goes to Catholic girls' school. Yeah, that's... It's over the line. It's so young. And it's interesting that Michael thought that it was actually like... That he would like... If it was like a picture from a centerfold, that he would just like allow that to happen. Yeah. (laughs) That's true. And that's... I think the thing is... uh, If he hadn't said that it's the best part of my day, it would have been a lot better. Because then it's just like, well, that's what Stanley likes, you know? Yeah. I don't know what he's doing. But because he says it's the best part of my day, it's like, oof. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but he didn't know. But that's not going to hold up in court. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She works at a frozen yogurt shop. (laughs) Yeah. Angela is mostly just being offended by things. Phyllis gets really sad during the lottery joke that Todd Packer's telling. Maybe like too sad. Oh, maybe that's before. a hint to what happened with her previous marriage before uh, Vance Refrigeration. She was married before? I don't know. I'm just okay. making that up. Sure. All right. <laughs> um, and then she really goes for Michael's apology. Yeah, she does. And she's like, I'm not going to report you. To HR. She like keeps talking. Yeah. And she thinks and it's really like, cute. Yeah, and she's like, we're at the same age. Even yeah. after that, Calls she's still a like, grandmother. <laughs> I, I don't know about that. <laughs> He's like, I don't know. Well, they are the same age. Um, Pam doesn't do a lot in this episode. She talks about her mom. Even It's weird because the whole other subplot only basically involve her and her mom. But yeah. there's still not that much going on with her. She's just getting... Sexually harassed. She stands up for herself. Yeah, I like that I like. during the meeting where she said, um, so my mom is coming in. And then Toby says, really uh, innocently, he says, let's just pretend every day is where Pam's mom is coming in. Everyone laughs at that quite a bit. Because everyone is so like hyped up on this, like making fun and like, you know, so they think it's funny that. It's like everyone is like, don't think about sexually harassing an elephant. And everyone's thinking about that. Yeah. I feel like that joke was had one extra word in it. Which yeah, yeah. In. In. Yeah, in. Yeah. All right, in. we're on the same page about that then. <laughs> Let's move on. Jan is back. She's 
like pretty chill. She just amazingly chill for the amount of pushback that she's getting from Michael about just going over the sexual harassment guidelines. Yeah, <laughs> right. Because the, that's it's unlike Diversity Day. The complaint is not about him. Yeah. The complaint is because of what their CEO did, mm-hmm. which is like real sexual harassment. And she has to explain to um, Michael that the lawyer is there for him. O'Malley. Yeah, O'Malley, the CFO. What? No. Oh, is O'Malley the O'Malley's lawyer? the lawyer. Oh. I don't remember what the name of the CEO was. Randall is the CFO. Randall. Okay. And obviously, Todd Backer's not supposed to be likable, but the way he describes that story is so obnoxious. Ugh. Where it's like, well, I mean, the ending is really obnoxious, but when... when she, for no reason, she's decided to blow the whistle. Yeah, just be... Uh, uh yeah it's like just the way that michael's like talking about it also michael's social ineptitude where he's like great a gossip the ceo was fired (laughs) it's like why no one knows (laughs) that's not gossip but then the way he takes it over he's like no check this out everyone like listen to me it's just desperate and sad it is really (sighs) okay now, let's get to our, our big two. Jim and Michael. In our segment, You Never Expect You Are the Murderer, where we talk about whether or not Jim and Michael are good dudes. Because everyone else is pretty clear cut, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Pam is like a good dude. It's not Pam's that she's not a good, a good character. It's just that she doesn't do bad things. No, she never does. Which is kind of boring. If she does do some bad things, I mean, like other characters do bad things. But she's not like a bad person. And I think... In most of the characters, it's like set. And this is like the only debate that you have because cause I, I do feel bad that we don't include Pam because she's such a main character. Yeah, but, but she's a lot more good. And that that's why it's funny when she gets kicked out of Chili's because you would expect that from yeah, or art Michael. Yeah. Hey, oh. Aw, poor Pammy. Pammy's getting what she wants. Michael, is he the murderer this time? Yes. I just think that he was the guy who transported the murder weapon to the murderer. That's true. You wouldn't blame him for that. He just transported the knife into their chest. One thing I really don't like about Michael in this episode is his thing for Pam, which has been kind of going for a while, but it's like he's... If Pam was a lesbian right, he can't and even... she brought her partner in and, and he... they made out... And he can't pick someone else. No, he can't. Because he's like, no, it's just hypothetical. But also, I can't imagine another person. And then he, no. at the end, he still does the, he'd still like to take a bath with Pam and. As much as I might want to. It's something the show plays with that's uncomfortable. Because, like, at some point, Michael's like a fatherly figure. Yeah. But there are some times, especially early on, first, well, I mean, last time I think was in the third season at the Indian uh, celebration, mm-hmm. Diwali. Mm-hmm. But. They keep they keep doing these things where it's like he is a little bit too creepy with her, but they try to really distance themselves from that for like three seasons. So it's like, nah, he's always just been like their dad. But I, the only thing I can say in defense of it is that Michael is not gay, but he does kind of the same thing to Ryan as he does to Pam, where it's just like, they're just the most attractive people and he can't get around it and he can't stop from saying it a lot. Yeah. But he's not interested in Michael or in 
Ryan. He's not interested in Ryan. Yeah, he's just he just fascinated. Yeah, he's like it's just a whole office of uggos except for this one. Not that he's like trying to flirt with them, right? In both cases, it creeps them out, <laughs> and intent is irrelevant. Yeah, intent is irre- irrelevant. But yeah, I think you're right. It's the only it's way just, to defend it, really. Yeah, yeah, it is weird. Uh, it's and it is funnier i think when he does it to ryan because when he does it to pam i think she's like a little bit more i mean there's just a a different dynamic there where she doesn't really stand up to it all the time because Mm -hmm. it seems like she's just tired of it and she can't stand up to it yeah and ryan kind of just like (laughs) disgusted right well and this is like more like the subtle sexual harassment dynamics that we have now where it's like even just bringing that up all the time is still not okay because of like the dynamics and like it's not like he's like hitting on her like he did with the hot girl episode with that girl you know Mm -hmm. he's not like trying to but he is like bringing it up and it's still making her uncomfortable yeah and it's like and ryan too it doesn't even just because you're straight doesn't mean you can't sexually harass a man apparently it's like yeah it's probably less likely to happen because he's pushing of that, boundaries but he's still doing the wrong thing and intent is relevant it's not that he does he doesn't want to date either of them he just shouldn't be saying those things because of how they feel right and because he's the boss mm-hmm. and i mean i think that what is so um apparent to me in this episode is that michael is doing these things and there are things that you can't really explain. Like if you're going to try to explain to um, Toby, for example, like what happened in this situation, (laughs) it's like everyone was present. Everybody was witnessing it. Everybody let it happen. Him like coming up with this example or this like fantasy of her, like (laughs) making out with a sex doll. And it's like, you can't say like, Oh, this was sexual harassment because this, this, and this it's like, He, because Michael's defense is like, I was just coming up with an example for our sexual harassment, like yeah, and he keeps you know. changing it so yeah. that so that all the answers become nullified. Yeah, exactly. So and he, and that's what he does throughout the whole episode is come up with excuses for what he's mm-hmm. doing, where it's just a joke. Yeah, I guess it's is he joking at that point? It's like weird because he's. He's, like, trying to get the line to be a place where people will go, will be unaccepting of it, you know? Mm-hmm. The, the whole episode is him saying things like, if we have these laws, or these rules, if we have these rules, I'm not going to be able to tell this joke. And everyone's like, that's fine. And he's like, I got to find the this? thing. I got to find the thing that I'll say we're not going to be allowed to do this. And everyone says, that's unacceptable. We would want that to be allowed. And he can't find it because he's such on a different, he's so on a different page of everyone else that he just can't find this place where he's like, well, what if I told this joke? And I wouldn't be allowed to tell this joke. Can you believe that? And I'd be like, yeah, we can believe that. And they're like, all right, well, what about this? It's just someone like with their partner. Isn't that okay? And then they're like, yeah. And I was like, okay. But then the line's here and he's still on the wrong side of it. So then he has to move the, the situation. He's just trying to find that place where everyone's like, you're right. This this line is is unfair, but he can't find it because every time he moves the situation, the line is still there and they're still like, that, that's acceptable, that's not, that's acceptable, that's not. And he just keeps jumping back and forth. Yeah, and he has such a misunderstanding of what it means. And so that's why it's so funny when, it, when they do the educational, you know, 
mm-hmm. episode or the over the line video. And it's just the total opposite of what they're trying to achieve. Right. Before we go into gym, I have a couple of questions about that. Okay. One is why are they watching that video with Michael not there and the warehouse guy's not there and then having a separate thing where they watch the video? Why weren't they just there for the real training that Toby did that we didn't see? Because that's why everything goes wrong. And then, but, but Michael still says Toby's making us watch this video. It's like because they refused to be at the training that that was the other thing you could do was watch this video, but they're like talking the whole time. I don't, I just don't quite get what happened there. And like Kevin's still in there during that part. It's like people yeah. that are into sexual harassment or like think it's okay to make jokes like that Have were all invited to watch the video. Yeah. Yeah, it is kind of a weird group of people because it's Michael. And then he comes out and asks, who else wants to watch it? We have snacks. Yeah, yeah. That's what she said. Just kidding. But okay, if you really want to watch it, you can. Entourage. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't have an answer to that question because it's kind of weird. They did have like a separate thing. mm -hmm. My other question is, where's the line? Now, actually, my question is, why is that video look so old? If, if apparently Daryl, uh, quote, banged, unquote, the girl in it, like, it looks like it was made a long time ago. Yeah. It's like when you go into a hair salon and they're like, oh, check out our books. And they're <laughs> yeah. from like 1984. And you're just like, just give me the hollow notes. Yeah. I don't want this haircut. Right. <laughs> no one does. Could you give me like a frizzy hair? Like, give me the married with children. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Give me the Dorothy. Not Hamill. the show. <laughs> Just like I'm married and have kids. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like everything <laughs> that's just like a corporate like VHS tape mm-hmm. is going to be from that era. That's true. They're like, well, we needed to get it on VHS. So yeah. There weren't a lot of options. But it was like, yeah, it was like the corporate video. And that's the thing. It's like. Does Dunder Mifflin make these videos? Because no, they probably just got it from like this stock. But then why did Daryl know that girl? Or maybe he's wrong. He's only ninety percent sure. Yeah, I and think I, that might be the case actually. Yeah, because the video sold. Yeah. Did we answer the questions? Yes, we did. We answered so for the question- that one. <laughs> yeah, we answered the question. That actually wasn't the girl that Daryl banged. No, he's only ninety percent sure. It was ten percent wrong. He was only trying to. Uh, distract from the fact that we're trying to learn about sexual harassment. Yeah. Okay. And it's tough because we get involved in the characters and we like characters and we dislike characters. But that's not the same thing as disliking the show or liking the show. So one thing that I love in the show and hate about the characters is the exchange that Daryl and Roy have during that video where they're like, that's her? That's that girl. From the party? The, oh, the, oh, like, I hate those characters when they're doing that. I still love the... That moment I is I love so that it's good. in the show. Yeah. Because it does exactly what it's supposed to do. But that actually would be really funny if you were watching a sexual harassment video and all of a sudden you're like, wait a second, I know that person from Tinder. And then he, like, goes up to the screen and says, you're a naughty girl. Yes. <laughs> but... To get, like, more serious, like, people are allowed to have consensual relationships, even yeah. if they're actors in a video. Yeah, and also, she can be naughty if she wants it. She can still star in a sexual harassment video, and yeah. you should take her seriously. That's right, as an, and as an actor. if she has red hair or not, 
Respect her, yeah, Daryl. And, and also, why didn't Daryl tell us whether or not she was natural? Red? Yeah. <laughs> he, you know why? He didn't know because she shaved. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let me cut that out. <laughs> that was over the line. I crossed the line over there. <laughs> you have to keep that in. <laughs> oh you have to. Her armpits. She everyone. Her armpits. God. Jesus. You know it because she shaved her mustache. <laughs> Okay, Jim has a lot of good things going for him. He hits Todd Packer. Mm, good. Yeah, but I just, I was pretty disappointed with Jim, to be honest, because I feel like he was just enabling a lot of sexual harassment and, like, only talking to the cameras about how much he hated it. But yet, he was setting Michael up. I understand that it was in front of corporate to try to get them to see how bad the sexual harassment mm. was. But I just, and that moment, don't get me wrong, one of my favorite moments in the in the episode, but I was like, Jim, come on, like. But that wasn't sexual harassment. That no, was just it wasn't. Like, that was like a pretty. But I think he was making a good point. Yeah. Was Michael is coming out and being like, "Bad news, guys. I've changed, and I can't do jokes anymore." And then, he, and Jim's like saying, "You haven't even changed for one minute. I can tempt you into doing that." In in. 15 seconds. Yeah, it's impossible. You can't even, even though the lawyer and Jan are standing right there, you cannot bite your tongue. I know. To like and, show. And Jan didn't do anything about it either. Because otherwise it's like this, it's this totally phony thing where Michael's coming out and being like, weep for humor, everyone. And you're like, you're not going to stop. You can't even stop right now. So you think it was a redeeming moment for Jim? And And also it was like a total bait, you know, like. Yeah. And the fact that Michael didn't completely recognize it, where like afterwards he's like, no, you would have said it. You just couldn't, you didn't think of it. It was like everything he said was obviously just to do that joke. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it wasn't the worst thing, but it wasn't, it wasn't like, that wasn't like a shining moment. That was just yeah. Jim trying to have fun at work again. Yeah. And then we have that interview with him and um, where he's pretending that the sex doll is his girlfriend. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I thought that was kind of funny because he's like, he's bringing it down to like a uh, tolerable sense of humor where it's mm-hmm. like. <laughs> and he has a sense of humor. He does, and yeah. And Michael doesn't. We totally see that in this episode. Because he's like, he's like acting it out where he's like, Todd Packer might be making out with her in the confessional. He's like trying to resist her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she's like, oh yeah. Yeah, it's kind of sweet actually. And, he, and, he's, and also he's still dating Katie and. And excited about Pam's mom coming in the <laughs> office. <laughs> and asking about him. Yeah. And he does those little things. Like when he's like asking, like, um, it's like a little bit belittling, but the like, did she ever have any signs that showed her future career? But it's that like cuteness where like you really do want to know about. Yeah. About like how they were and like about what they're what they're like now. Mm-hmm. That you'd only be interested in if you really like someone. Mm-hmm. But again, not, not so overt. He's walking that line where it's like a cute joke because it's kind of like a little jabby joke, which is like you what you make with friends. But then also the result of that joke would be him like learning something about her. Yeah. And, and when Roy walks in, he doesn't go up there. He's like, he's like, I just won't even meet her because they're having their thing. And then he doesn't look up when she's like, where's Jim? He's not like uh-huh it's me like i don't know he just plays it just right mm-hmm. but that's what she said do you think maybe it would have been better if pam did the that's what she said baiting because she's she's had to like 
be on the butt end of a lot of this stuff the whole episode, it would be kind of a fun thing for her to like turn it around. Or would that undermine what she was saying? It was, about her it would undermine. In? I think that mm-hmm. Jim had to do it. And I think you're right about him. Like it was just, I don't really think that he meant any harm by it. Was Jim the murderer though? No. And I, I don't really think Michael was either. Okay. Well, can I say my thing about Michael? Todd's Todd Packer's the murderer. Oh, heck yes. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Michael? So, we did this in Diversity Day where Michael learned something from Diversity Day. Mm-hmm. What was it? Oh, he learned it from from the Chris Rock routine, even though he didn't admit it later. They have kind of a similar thing going on here. And it's not the end scene. That's him, like, over-correcting or something. I don't know what he's doing with Phyllis. That's totally wrong. But he does learn something, which is that when you make jokes like this it can hurt someone's feelings and make them feel small and belittled and it's just like really sweet irony because he goes down to the warehouse to learn a joke that's offensive that will hurt everyone's feelings and instead they make jokes about him and it makes him actually realize why you can't make jokes like that and it's not what he was planning on that's where he learned the lesson was Mm -hmm. When the point when he gets made fun of. Yeah, they're like making, they're like, they're, he says, what are some funny jokes? And he expects them to make like a funny joke that's kind of sexist in a vacuum. But instead they make a joke that's more like what people say when they're doing real sexual harassment. Because the thing is like Michael's not doing real sexual harassment a lot of the time. He's doing like abstract jokes and stuff, you know. He does kind of do it with Pam though. But that's how he sees it. It's like all just, it's just jokes. People write jokes. And then these people are like, oh, what do you find funny? And the warehouse guys are like, yeah, what about your package and your tight pants and maybe you're gay? And he's like, oh, okay, thanks. This wasn't really what I was looking for. But eventually... He realizes that's what he does. Well, I don't think he realizes. I just think he learns it. It's like a like a dog. Like You it's teach like him something. It's not like they have... reflect on it. It's just that they yeah. learn it anyway. They learn that... People that are really self-absorbed only learn things when they happen to them. Yeah, and that's what Michael Scott is all about. He has to have something happen to him before he can understand it. I feel like that's how a lot of people are. On that same page, I think that when he, at the end of the episode, when he's talking about the fact that he's part of corporate Mm -hmm. family and he's being backed up by this lawyer and he didn't even realize it, it's like he it cancels out the lesson that he learned and he... He thinks that because he has this power, like he's clinging to that and that he can really say anything that he wants. Mm-hmm. And maybe he still did learn that lesson because of the warehouse guys. Well, I, I think it's a two part lesson. So one is that he goes down to the warehouse and learns that jokes can hurt people's feelings. Then the second part is that he does see the office as his family in a way. So when when he hears Phyllis getting like belittled right to her face when he's standing there he's like kind of like oh that's how i felt you know i felt like that so i need to like jump in and protect her and then he overcorrects and he (laughs) messes it all up but that was the part where he learned something and then at the end when he's talking about the corporate thing it's not that he's like protected it's that he can't he can't make all the little jokes with everyone like uh hey did you hear what i did last night because he is supposed to be better than other people did he learn it in like a sitcom and that's why you don't sexually harass way? No, but I it think was, he did learn it. It was more it. subtle. It was more nuanced than that. And the way he learned it 
which is just so sweet, is by him trying to prove the opposite thing. In that way, like, just doing it yeah. the worst way. <laughs> well, and it was like Diversity Day when he got slapped by Kelly while he was yeah. trying to prove that that everyone needs to, you know, like, that it's like he gets the real lesson. Michael is such a complex character. Mm. Maybe that's why I like this episode, even though I wish that I... I don't know. I just think that it's so endearing and mm-hmm. points and even though it's like i think you just have to look a little deeper and then you can see that there's such a heart behind it you know mm-hmm. he's really trying maybe well for a while he's really trying to avoid changing but even to the point of hiring his own lawyer <laughs> but <laughs> he learns anyway i think that's the thing like life just teaches that's you lessons whether thing. or not you yeah. want to learn lessons that's the thing is that he still learns it yeah and you know who calls it out is terrible man Todd Packer. It's like, they really got to you. Like, because Todd Packer is the real epitome of refusing to learn a lesson. He got a DUI and he's still like pissed off at the person that has to drive him around for free because he can't, like he's going to get another DUI and he's going to do all this stuff again. He's not, he's completely blocked off from learning. And they show that Michael is not, he acts like he's uh, stuck in his ways, but he actually does grow. And I think that's important because Michael becomes a better person over a few years and uh, there has to be some little baby steps for that. Yeah. And it's not that like occasionally he won't go back. Oh, he will. But <laughs> He'll relapse. Don't worry. Yeah. But he doesn't like need to go back to having the whole thing again. Yeah, that's true. Like Ronnie's going to learn why you can't spank your relative in the office. <laughs> but <laughs> that's different. It's a different thing. <laughs> okay. Oh, so many lessons. <laughs> Let's do some Dundies. Oh, God. I've had such a hard time deciding. Okay. Well, I know who mine is. Okay, go ahead. This is a hard episode. Because even though we said Jim's not the murderer, he's not like a hero in it. Um, Even Pam is just kind of acting in her own self-interest and all that. So I'm going to give it to Angela. And it's because of her boldness. When Michael's saying, what are we going to lose? She like jumps out and says email forwards. But then when he's like, yes. And then she's like... We I hate, hate them. them. Like, yeah, she just like says it. She's using I like, you know, me I language. Statements. I statements. She's saying, she's not saying it's bad that you send these out. She's saying, I hate, I hate when you send them to me. Yeah. And so she's doing the best thing she could do in this situation where she has almost no power. It's like, that's a small thing, but I think. Uh, she deserves a so, Dundee. Plus, she might be hooking up with Dwight around now. So yeah. got to give her the Dundee. Here you go, Angela. It's for speaking your mind. I am going to give the Dundee to Dwight. Okay. For being curious about the clitoris. (laughs) And that also goes to Angela. Okay. On a side note, because he's he's curious about um, sexual anatomy, and that's cool. Yeah. And he's not going to turn to the internet. No, he's, he's turning gonna, to his HR rep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Toby, who would be the last person I would ask. But. Hey, that guy has a kid, so he must know where the woman's vagina, <laughs> female vagina is. The female vagina. <laughs> I love that, that okay that he says at the end. Okay, well, I have to get back to work. Okay. Um, yeah, look, he had more. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, he's about to say he has more. He was going to say, uh, and, okay, and, I'll send you an email. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Good. I like that. Yeah. Good for Dwight. It's, it's good, good to better yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and good for Dwight and Angela. Yeah. Together. 
I hope they get to use all that stuff. And let's do <laughs> our our rating. We okay, give this one so on our six to, to one, sometimes seven point scale. Mm-hmm. New for season two, we added another point. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine if Amazon just added a sixth star? <laughs> you were like, That'll oh my throw God. everybody off. This is the best vibrator. <laughs> <laughs> Seven out of six. <laughs> but yeah, so what are you going to give sexual harassment? That's, you got to go first. Okay, I'm going to give it... Do you think you can guess what I'm going to give it? <laughs> Beach day? I was going to give it Alfredo's Pizza Cafe again. Okay. I know I do that all the time, but this is four out of seven, and so I feel like it's like a little bit higher than normal. Okay. It's season two. You it's know? not lower. <laughs> oh, yeah. It is. Fraction wise, I mean. Four sevenths is lower than four sixths, which would reduce to two thirds. Okay. So I guess I could give it Beach Day. How about that? Beach Day. Yeah, I'll give it Beach Day. Okay. Um,. As we all know, I, I love The Office. I love all the episodes of The Office. But I'm going to give this one Alfredo's Pizza Cafe. Oh, interesting. And honestly, I don't like this episode that much, considering it's from season two. I think that I would even give it a little stitious were it not for that's what she said. And I don't know, Pam's it mom. F- it's got like yeah. a little moments, but this one's not really my favorite it has a few redeeming moments but overall and i think it did spark a great conversation Mm -hmm. but i will say that it is not my favorite either actually because of the homophobia and just the (laughs) datedness i'm gonna give it a little stitious boom and i give it beach day now i feel bad bump it down to alfredo's yeah that's okay because it was your first instinct yeah and because i was because you give every episode that yeah so it'd be crazy to not give this one yeah (laughs) and i also like don't want to we don't like sexual harassment yeah sexual harassment i don't like i also don't like homophobia so yeah maybe i should just bump it down to garbage oh my god your, it's your call no I, but, but like i didn't I, I just because we watched this episode a lot you know and especially because we had some delays with the production but this one was not one i was very excited to the watch again Scott each time productions yeah i mean like i'm i'm totally fine to watch this episode when it's coming on in the season but unlike a lot of the other episodes i didn't have that much fun re-watching this episode over no. and over again and it wasn't even that good awkwardness it was kind of uh it was kind of just like a little bit dated. Yeah, I mean, I think it's because of the time mm-hmm. that we're in. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Me Too movement Where is like alive yeah. and well, and this is not supporting that. No, it's this is hashtag uh, not Me Too. Yeah, exactly, and I'm not about that. No, and you know, I, like Diversity Day is uncomfortable. But it's so clearly designed to make you uncomfortable. Those scenes that even though it's hard to watch. I really like appreciate that one. And this one, the only put I really put up to that is when he's talking to Phyllis at the end. But it doesn't do as much for me as the diversity day one did, honestly. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go a little stitious. What are you going to skip a little stitious and either go Alfredo's Pizza, <laughs> either beach day or garbage? <laughs> <laughs> it's quite the spread. But <laughs> I just don't know. I can't decide. This episode for me is like, surprisingly very emotional Mm -hmm. there's a lot of things that like really struck a chord with me especially because 
there's been a lot of sexual harassment in my life. <laughs> and so everything that happens is just like, okay, I find it funny, but why do I find it funny? And I can't put my finger on it. And so it's either garbage or beach day. I can't decide. I also think that sexual harassment is a bad title for this episode. Because yeah. it's not really about real sexual harassment. It's about inappropriate jokes. But that is sexual harassment. Yeah, I know. But it, but there's Especially worse sexual it's harassment, coming from too. the boss. Yes, that's true. That's a good point. And, like, there has been inappropriate jokes in my workplace that have come from mm-hmm. the boss that everybody else endorses by laughing. Mm-hmm. And then it falls on me to defend the fact that, hey, this isn't appropriate for a workplace. Right. And then I look like the bad guy. <laughs> like, and it's just like, so there's so many moments where if I was in the office, I would be like, hey, this is not appropriate. And then I have to be the one who's like, mm-hmm. Toby. And Kevin's thing, calling Pam's mom a MILF is like worse than most of the other jokes, especially like the monkey sex video or whatever. MILF. <laughs> it's like you so- like that one? <laughs> Because it's so dumb. Right. Uh, you like that one. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, so I'm going to give it three out of seven, which is below average. Mine is. It sounds between. like you should give it worse than Beach Day. <laughs> yeah, I should give it worse than Beach Day. Uh, I think I'll give it Alfredo's Pizza Cafe. <laughs> All right, good. Par for the course. <laughs> So even though this episode had a lot of <laughs> terrible things in it, you thought it was as good as every other episode. <laughs> <laughs> it would be like a running joke where you just give every episode <laughs> Alfred's Pizza after like a lot of debate <laughs> until the very end of the show. <laughs> You're like, no, uh, this uh, <laughs> this Robert California it's episode. It's Beach Day or Garbage, but I'm going to give it Alfredo's Pizza <laughs> Cafe. <laughs> what, are you, what are you clinging to on this episode that you like so much? I th- it's because it's office. Okay, fair enough. Fair and enough. I just, it's like, it's definitely like season two is such a great season. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you can't isolate just one episode and say like, you know, if I would seen this, would have seen this episode and with no context, I mm-hmm. probably would have given it garbage for sure. Anything else for this okay episode? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you come to the Finer Things Club off five listener page on Facebook? Tell us what you thought of this episode. Obviously, there's a lot of complex opinions you might have, and we'd be excited to hear them. Or you could send us an email at the off5podcast at gmail.com if you don't want other people to see your thoughts. And then I'll share your email. Yeah, we'll just screenshot it and put it on the (laughs) Finer Things Club. (laughs) No, we won't. Oh, we'll black out your name for sure. (laughs) Yeah, definitely join that club. Mm-hmm. The finer things. Follow our Instagram at the Off Five Podcast, and we have a new tagline. Yep. Are you still watching? Are you still watching The Office? You better be. Did you hear about that um, girl who was watching The Office for like like days on end, she and okay? Netflix called her to make sure she was still alive? I think you talked about it on the podcast. Oh. Do you, do you know if she's okay? <laughs> She's great. She's watching The Office the whole time. That's what she said. (laughs) I'm better than good. I'm watching The Office still. That's what she said. (laughs) That's what she said. That's what she said. That's what she said. Nice. No, that's what she said. No, that's what that's what she said. That's what she said. Okay. That's what she texted. So 
See you later. Goodbye. Bye. And we're back. Are you still watching? Are you still watching? Are you still listening to the off five? US. <laughs> stop asking me that, Netflix. Yes, I am. I'm never gonna stop Netflix. Just continue on, okay? I don't even want the four second um in between. <laughs> Skip the intro. <laughs> <laughs>